Hey kids, it's your old pal Gorag the Slayer, coming at you pre-recorded live from Atomic Age Studios in beautiful Pasadena, Texas. Just a reminder, this is a carryover from the last episode. Revenge of the World will not be at Atomic Palooza 2016 in any way, shape, or form. So if you were looking forward to that, which I know you were, <laughs> right? Am I right? Nobody? Hello? Nobody? Anyway, we're not going to be there. You'll find out why on this episode. Kind of. And on the side of that, if you want to be in touch with the guys on the show, if you want to contribute stories or friend questions or just generally get in touch with everybody, you can email us at rotwpodcast at gmail.com. We might not answer your email, but we will read it on the show, especially if it has something to do with what we're talking about. We appreciate everybody's contributions, and you never go unnoticed. Revenge of the World is, as always, brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. Lone Star Buttons is a custom button manufacturer. They take your artwork and create a button for you in the 50s or 100s or 1000s. All you have to do is email Adam Stimpy Jones at info at LoneStarButtons.com or you can call him at 281-798-1996 and you'll be in touch with Adam Stimpy Jones who creates these things out of materials made in the USA. So just in case you're new to the show, Lone Star Buttons creates these buttons in multiple sizes and shapes at a reasonable cost, and you'll be helping the little guy. Because Lone Star Buttons is a small business, meaning you're going to get the customer service you deserve, an easy to work with and reliable company. Not like that giant conglomerate water rodent. You'll never get an email from them. You just place an order online. That ain't friendly. Who gives a shit about that? Drop the zeros and get with the heroes. And don't forget, they feature the Gorag seal of approval. So once again, to get in touch with Adam Stimpy Jones at LoneStarButtons.com, you want to email him at info at LoneStarButtons.com, or you can call him at 281-798-1996. Tell that mofo you want to suck on his hairy tits. And that'll be my part in the show. Catch you later. Hey, everybody. Ah, oh, there you are. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening to episode 68. I'm the guy that's always here when you listen to the show, and with me is Bitchin' Brennan Birch. <laughs> What's up, dude? Uh, nothing much. I feel like that was a little bit of a dig. What's the deal? <laughs> uh, no, no dig there. I was just uh, unprepared to hit record, Yeah, <laughs> as I always am. 68 episodes in, and I'm still a, a newbie at this. Yep. You can tell by the promo video I posted 30 minutes ago. <laughs> We're all still figuring it out. Awkward. Very <laughs> awkward. Um, what's up, dude? Uh, let's see. You I... said you had something to talk about, but let's save it. Oh, uh, no, that was you. But, oh, that was me? Yeah, anyway. But uh, I did finally get moved over into the new house this week. Yeah. Um, it was not an easy task uh, because my plan was to move on Friday. Which I don't know if you remember what the weather was like on Friday. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's in the news. We're we're gonna get to that. It's fucking yeah. crazy. 
Well, I was, uh, I had a car full of my stuff. Like I'd, j- I'd taken a load over the night before and I had a car full of my stuff and my mom wanted me to give her a ride back to Deer Park at my cousin's house because uh-huh. my, one of my younger cousins was graduating. So, you know, she was just kind of, kind of tag along for the ride. Well, uh, we start driving down 59, uh, heading south like, Uh-oh. and yeah, uh, just, uh, north of Cleveland, the road is completely flooded and uh-huh. it took us three and a half hours to get from Shepherd to Deer Park. Wow. Yeah. So how'd you, how'd you make it there? Well, uh, like I had managed, like I started going through just before like the roads were completely shut down. Yeah. So like I was kind of stuck in it, like the water was rising and I was getting nervous. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Like you could feel it like getting really warm in my car. <laughs> it was just oh. like, Oh God. But yeah, luckily we made it through. Uh, was not an easy trip. Uh, it's not easy being in a car with a smoker for three and a half hours oh, for me. God. Yeah. She smoked in your car? Yeah. She smoked oh, in my car. Man. That's rough. Yeah. That, that, that new car smell is gone. Oh, it man. Smells like a bingo hall now. <laughs> oh, no. Ugh, yeah. I'm still trying to get that out. Uh, did you even put up a fight over that or you pretty much gave I, in? I did, but, you know, she's very, what's the word I'm looking for? Set in her ways. <laughs> addicted to smoke yeah so you know I'm, I'm i'm working through that but otherwise things are going really well uh my i got all my furniture in the house so it's looking a little bit less squatty mm-hmm. but it still looks kind of squatty because i don't have any bookshelves and everything's in tupperware containers and i don't know you look like you just moved into a place yeah pretty much but it's driving me insane i can't handle like my space being disordered oh yeah it drives me nuts yeah and like uh, it's like a, there's like so much stuff everywhere that I just don't even know where to start. I'm just kind of like standing there going, Aah. "If you need help, man, I, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely help you unpack." Yeah. Well, uh-huh. I mean, it's like I know where everything but, needs to go. Yeah, but you'll just, you'll never find it if I help you though. Yeah, I, I don't want that to happen. <laughs> where are my forks? I don't remember. <laughs> it's your it's your house, man. <laughs> I threw them in the yard. Go find them. <laughs> They're buried. I stuck all your knives in the ground. Good luck mowing. <laughs> Yeah, well, I could give uh, old Steve Wigington a call. He's Apparently, he's pretty handy with a metal detector right here. Oh, really? So, yeah. What's up with that? I don't know. That's a thing he does, apparently. Huh. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. That's interesting. Yeah. How many uh, Indian arrowheads have you found, Steve? Well, those aren't metal. Right? <laughs> those aren't metal. Those, oh, are, okay. those are made of flint. Yeah. Maybe like Viking metal? Nope. No? No. I don't know. Nope. Not here. <laughs> um, yeah. So, what are you going to do? How's your, how's your life going? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, nothing's really happening, but I am going a little crazy over this whole, and I don't want to get too inside on the uh, show, but the whole reorg, I'm using my finger quotes, yeah, of the show since we decided not to do uh, Comic Palooza. Yeah. Um, and we were already reorganizing stuff, or organizing yeah. stuff for Comic Palooza. Right. But now that we're not doing Comic Palooza... It's even more pressure to get that stuff done because we won't have that support. Eh, you Does know that what? make sense? I think that not doing Comic Palooza was a wise thing for us. Uh, looking back on it, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. I think overall, it's the. It's I the think smart that was move. the good call. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't, uh, I, I don't. I don't feel too keen on having a corporate entity company or no, podcast for two months. I didn't really want to get into that, but okay. Well, I mean, we don't. We don't have to talk about it, but. Well, I'm, if you want to go on record, I'm the jerk here. <laughs> no, th- there's a uh, see. I, I said there were that we decided not to do it over creative differences. Yeah, and that's a nice way of saying. Uh, well, I mean, there's 
there's there's no animosity towards nah, we, we don't even know those people they they do what they do but i just don't want to uh i don't want the show to be in that vein of we're a comic show yeah we you know give up all our resources to promote that comic show it, it wouldn't really make sense for us to be promoting hearthstone tournaments like i just found out what that was a little while ago really? <laughs> yeah yeah i mean I love comics. Yeah. I love everything. Not everything, but I love comics. Yeah. I always have since I was a kid. Uh, in that, you know, sense, I'm all for Comic Palooza. Yeah. Uh, it's just giving up the personality of the show and steering it in that direction. Yeah. For any amount of time, be it a month or two months. Right. I don't really want to do that. Yeah. So... And you know, for for a comic oriented show, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, they're they're getting publicity off of it, and it's like uh, kind of their fan base, and yeah, yeah makes yeah, sense. That's cool, but not for us. Not for we're, us. Uh, we're doing our own thing over here. Um, <laughs> which is what, Brennan? Ah, uh, that is a great question. I'm not sure what we're doing. We're just See, we're we're just kind of flapping in the wind. But I like what, it. <laughs> I like it. Uh, we need a cup. Um. <laughs> When we decided not to do this, we it, it made us ask a question of who are we talking to? And we kind of, I don't know, I came up with, we're talking to everybody and no one in particular. You know, I don't, uh, I don't want to be stuck to one genre of things. We're, yeah. we're, we're a variety show. So it's supposed to appeal to whoever is interested in the stuff that yeah. we're interested in. Well, I th- I think that like in I don't know I feel like we're kind of like getting to a point where the right people are finding us. You know, seems like the people that do like it are you know pretty cool people. <laughs> they're yeah. people. They're people I I would hang out and with, and a lot and of whom do. We do hang yeah. out. You know, spiritually. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're all spiritually hanging out on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun. Well. That's that's so inside, man. Let's, yeah, uh, that's kind of boring. <laughs> let's get on to the show, shall we? Um, oh, I went to uh, Alamo Thrift Store today. Yeah, yeah. How was that? That was fun, man. I haven't been in a really long time. Uh, I got a coffee pot and a cutting board and like this little cool like St. Arnold beer glass like for like 16 bucks. Like the coffee pot was like $14 and I got it half off. Oh, nice. Yeah. Pretty psyched on that. It's green. It was, it's called an electric green tag special. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm not I'm not going <laughs> negative on this, but okay. why would you buy a used coffee pot? Because a new coffee pot is $30 and that one was $7. So you went with something other than just the basic like tiny pot uh brewer. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, well, a normal size coffee pot is like, you know, at least 30 bucks for, you know, a kind of lower end crappier one. Yeah. And I got a pretty nice one for 7. So Nice. I'll just run a little bit of water through it and it'll be okay. It'll all be <laughs> vinegar, good. vinegar, man, vinegar. <laughs> uh, cool. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, you know, saw some pretty interesting looking people. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I was gonna take pictures, but I didn't want to be. You know. That, that guy. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> I love fucking thrift shopping. Yeah. Uh, I haven't been in a long time. I've just I've been. I've lived so far from thrift stores. Yeah. Like I've lived far from everything for the past year. Yeah. So like You've been in exile right now. I feel like I'm like, I've, I've been trapped in ice or something <laughs> like on Friday morning. I got up in the morning and I got in my car 
and I drove and got a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm used to that taking me 40 minutes one way. Wow. You know, and that took me two. And That's I was just, a big difference. Yeah, it's huge. And like being able to order a pizza. Yeah. Like the simplest things in the world. Yeah. Having access to the internet. Uh-huh. Like, you know, we, we couldn't get high speed internet out there. It just did not exist. Right. It, it, like that place is like frozen in time in like 1997, you know? So what happened? Your your laptop got turned on. Oh, yeah. Uh, the first night that I was there, I didn't have my uh, my internet set up yet. So I was just running like a, the Wi-Fi hotspot through my phone. Mm-hmm. So I turned that on and my 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 PC, my Windows laptop, recognized that immediately and connected to it. Well, this was the first time that that thing had been connected to the internet in over a year. So whenever it connected, it downloaded like a year's worth of updates and used like all of my hotspot data for the month. Oh, man. <laughs> like what just, happens after that? Well, nothing. I mean, it's like I don't really use that. That's just like, you know, to if you want to have like a little personal Wi-Fi thing. Yeah. Which, you know, I never used. So, I mean, just that one month. Yeah, it's, it's all gone. Fucking updates, man. Yeah. I mean, this laptop has already done it, I don't know, three three times and yeah. it took like an hour each time mm. and i just bought this like it's just i don't know i don't know why it has to update what is it updating uh, well you know they, they they release oh i mean everyone that does any kind of software now releases inferior products all the time mm-hmm. and they keep finding holes and they keep finding crap in it and you know things are just not finished so, so they're they, patching it on yeah the they're, go. They're, they're patching it on the go you know yeah. it happens like with video games all the time that's that's part really? of the reason. That's part of the reason that I haven't bought uh, a PlayStation. I was going to buy a PS4 and start playing Street Fighter Five, mm-hmm. and they just released a completely like jacked up and complete game that nobody can really play, and like there's all these things wrong with it, and you know like the online thing is all messed up, and so people have just been complaining about it and going crazy about it, but you know it's it's not even it's it's been on a couple of months now, and it's still not. So how do how do you patch up a game? Well, I mean the same way you'd patch up a computer is connected to the internet. It just downloads the patch and then you update it. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we should have done Comic Palooza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get on Twitch and talk about this. Um, no, no, not gonna do. No, that. let's not entertain those YouTube people. Let's let's uh, hashtag UFOs instead. <laughs> there we get go. Those fans. That's who we want to talk to. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna have George Nori on the podcast. And, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, not too much has been going on with me, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna be a little light on this conversation this yeah. episode. Oh gosh, I don't know. Just, I've it, been buying lava lamps. That's about it. Oh yeah, sweet. I got two lava lamps <laughs> in the past two days. Why? I don't know, man. Uh, I didn't even know they still like. I guess you get those at like Spencer's or something, right? Where did you even get that? Uh, Walmart. Walmart, really? Yeah, both of them. Huh? I got that one right there. Oh, huh. look at uh, that. <laughs> uh i watched uh cheech and chong the next movie i love that movie oh my god it's so fucking funny that's the one with uh peewee herman in it right yeah it's ridiculous it's ridiculous (laughs) it's awesome uh but i picked up some uh decorating tips from that (laughs) that movie (laughs) i was like huh that lava lamp's cool but i i don't uh wash my face in the fish tank not yet no yeah don't do that um yeah, I'm surprised those guys didn't get like botulism or something. Uh, I don't know. You got anything else? Who's to say they didn't get botulism? I don't know. I don't know. Not me. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. <laughs> that I think everybody can identify with. <laughs> um, let's go some news. Okay. We got a lot to talk about. All right. That that direction. <laughs> 
According to the Air Force, the Air Force will run out of money for planes by 2021. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think, uh, I don't know, you being from the Air Force for, how, how long were you in? I was only in for four years. Four years. Yeah. Um, maybe you can explain this to us, but it, it seems like their current budget mm-hmm. for developing new aircraft right. and maintaining all the aircraft... Yeah. Before it, uh, the Air Force just can't keep up those costs. Well, okay, there was this whole project where they wanted to like come out with like this new fighter. I think it was the F twenty two or something like that. Cost what like a trillion dollars? Yeah, they right? ended up spending like a ton of money on this like, project, literally a trillion and, like, it dollars. They just, just failed. You know, yeah. it just was has not come to fruition. They've been spent like that's been like the big push is to like get that thing going. And then there's like a thing. You know, I was at the. I, it was a stealth fighter jet that. Yeah. was going to be like the backbone of, of right. the military. And it just did not work out. And then there was also like a push for like a new... Well, hey, how about you don't design a, a hovering plane that's stealth and could be a bomber and a fighter and <laughs> go through all the branches of military? Yeah. <laughs> that's like, I don't know. That's like overreach man well, know, know your know your role <laughs> and also there was like okay there was a there's a big push for this thing called the uh, the kcx project and it was like they were gonna have like a new in-flight refueler mm-hmm. and that, that was like the aircraft that i dealt with in the air force like right but uh so like they spent a bunch of money on you know a bunch of different contractors and you know trying to figure out that thing and that, that ended up not coming to fruition as well mm-hmm. then uh also just you know they were operating the same way that they did, you know, with those, you know, global war on terror budgets. And when I was in the Air Force, there was just waste, 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 waste everywhere. Mm-hmm. And like I, I worked in like logistics on the supply side. So there were like lots of times whenever I sent out emails to the entire squadron saying, who wants free boots? And, you know, 100 people would come in and just just to keep our budget up, because if we show that all that stuff went out, mm-hmm. you know, we would get that money back the next year. Mm-hmm. And I guess, you know, maybe they started cleaning that up. Well, the Pentagon can't already can't account for twenty five percent of the budget. Yeah, it's like all the like black stuff too. I mean, that's well, I don't know. I think they have that covered, but twenty five percent goes yeah. to unaccountable waste. Yeah, like it's crazy. Yeah, and you know, contractors like they've contracted out so much labor, and it's just like nobody. They're, they're basically, we're Americans, man. We don't keep track of paperwork like that. <laughs> They they just they've created like an unsustainable monster. Basically, the, the entire military industrial complex, in in conjunction with the United States government, has created something that we can't maintain. Right. You know. I saw a, a video that was supposed to be promoting this new aircraft, mm-hmm. but it was based. They basically just took a cargo plane and loaded it with all the high tech stuff to make it a a, a fighter. Like hmm. it had like a it was a bomber. Um, it had like gun, it was a C-135, I think. Wow. And it, it just had like, you know, all those high tech gadgets yeah. on it that make it like a platform for doing shit. Yeah. But it's still, it's a propeller, a propeller driven plane. Like they, they put out this video promoting it. Yeah. Saying this is the new badass thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, 
that thing's been around since the Vietnam War. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what yeah. drops parachutes of supply, you know, yeah. supplies in to a war zone and it's all you're doing is is putting lipstick on a yeah. pig, you know? I don't know, it's just I mean It's weird. Well, I mean the the United States is basically, you know, we have this huge military and a lot of the world depends on us to be this huge military and we're still because if they that. didn't depend on us, what do, what are we needed for? Right. I mean, it's it's there's really no justifiable reason other than other than the fact that we're some sort of security force for the rest of the world. But you know, it's our role in the world is changing, and you know, I think the mission is changing, and I think the the air force needs to suck it up and evolve. Harsh words from bitchin' Britain. <laughs> <laughs> Happy understand. Memorial Day. <laughs> Uh okay. Next story is uh Bill Cosby set to stand trial. Hmm, it's not looking good. He's what seventy eight? Yeah, that's fucking crazy, man. I, I he's he's gonna go to prison, probably. I think he'll die. You think he'll die before he goes to prison? I think he'll die or he'll kill himself. I don't think he'll go to prison. Huh? I I can you imagine Bill Cosby in prison? Um, <laughs> uh, they don't make those sweaters in orange, man. <laughs> Uh no, I I don't know, man. I can't imagine Bill Cosby raping people, so no, well, I yeah, can't imagine. But here we are. Um, I can't imagine him in prison or raping people or doing anything that would put him in prison. But yeah, you know, you would you would think that someone that acted as such a moral authority in the world for so long would be a moral person, but alas, hey, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to those stories too. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's fucking crazy. Um, so he's in your Deadpool. So, so, um, he's in your, yeah. w- what year? 2017? Um, or tw- well, end of 2016? Mm, I think probably mid 2017. Mid 2017. Cause, cause right. they're going to they're push the trial out for a while, you know? Well, you remember what they did to OJ since OJ got off mm-hmm. for killing Nicole and what, Ronald Goldman? Ronald Goldman. Uh, they threw the book at him the next time he was in, yeah, in the uh, courtroom. So, I don't know. Bill Cosby's gotten away with how many? Well, I mean, drug and rapes. You there, know? there are what fifty something cases, and like this is the only one that has enough evidence to go to trial, right? This is the only one that's not within the stat or that's within the statute of limitations. Yeah. Wow. So they must have something if they can push it. You know, I mean. Oh no! I think I think they're gonna nail his ass to the wall. That being <sighs> said, I think he's dead before he goes to prison. All right, you heard it here first. Um... Next story, Eric Holder, former attorney general, said Edward Snowden performed a public service. Hmm. Interesting, right? That's interesting. <laughs> what are you doing? Huh? I'm just, I'm, oh, I'm doing a weird thing with my hands, I guess. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Eric Holder's no joke. He fucking did his job when he was in, in that position. Uh, I forget who he went after, but, uh. Saying Edward Snowden, I mean, he's basically endorsing what he did. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's... I think I think the tide's changing on... Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, I don't, I don't really know anybody within my circle of friends or beyond that, that think Edward Snowden is a traitor and no. should be sent to prison. Yeah, I, I think that, like... Just in general, people have a distrust of gov- government right now that is like in the level of like, you know, when Nixon was going through his whole thing. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, people just lost all faith 
And then, you know, things were kind of going okay in the 90s or whatever. And then everything happened again. And now it's just to a point where people are just sick of, I think people are sick of it across the board, you know? Yeah. And I think that when things like, you know, when people like Edward Snowden come forth and, you know, leak all this information, I think that, you know, people are just like, yeah, good, get them, you know? In the past episodes, we've talked about uh, how your phone will, I mean, you'll be talking about something and then, you know, you'll turn, you'll look at your social media and there will be ads for what you were talking about. Yeah. Well, Snowden was in an interview and he was showing, uh, what's the guy's name from Vice? Uh, Shane Smith. Shane Smith. He was showing Shane Smith how to disable all that on your phone. Mm -hmm. And you're basically taking all the mics off of it. Yeah. And only using your phone through your head headset. Yeah. Uh, which I do anyway, but mm -hmm. my mics aren't disabled, so I'm getting spooked, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was really interesting that that guy's so intelligent. His mm -hmm. interview, I mean, it's like he knows the subjects of what he's talking about right. so intricately, you mm -hmm. know, and he knows exactly what's going on. And yeah, uh, well, I mean, in that position, he was privy to a lot of information, you know, and yeah, I'm sure. And I, I see. For one, I think the government's down has downplayed his role in what he was actually doing, mm -hmm. and. That contradicts how hard they're going after him. Yeah. Because if he was so low level, mm -hmm. he he wouldn't have had the, the information that he leaked, for one. And also, they wouldn't hold him so responsible. Like, they're, they're really going after the guy. Yeah. I mean, he fucking fled to Russia mm -hmm. to get away from prosecution. Yeah. Or what, they probably would have killed him, mm -hmm. honestly. I don't know. Is he still there? Yeah. He's still in Russia? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I don't think he'll ever be back hmm. unless something, unless he gets a pardon from yeah. a future president, but I wonder how he's not from Obama. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how he's maintaining a life over there. Uh, I think he, he has a, a asylum in an embassy, I think. So like they're just. Ecuadorian? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, he was, yeah, I remember him trying to go to Ecuador at one point, but. Is he in the Russian embassy in Ecuador? Or is he in the Ecuadorian embassy in Russia? Well, I think Ecuador, I think Ecuador actually offered him, you know, asylum. Mm -hmm. So, and he I know would, he wouldn't be safe there. No, 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 not, not a, you know, South or Central American country. God. Yeah. Uh, man, his, his story. I haven't seen Citizen Four yet. Have you? No. Yeah. I need to see that. Cause that, I mean, as a fan of, as a very light fan of history, uh, mm -hmm. compared to some people, um, that's just, that's going to be a milestone in, in our history. Cause we're right. at the age where we're experiencing it. <sighs> Pretty crazy. Okay. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Weed legalization is beating down Mexican drug cartels. Yeah. That's the story. <laughs> um, just, just like everyone always said it would. <laughs> yeah. The article I read, uh, broke it down as, uh, I think, the bus that they've done on the border have gone down by like two thirds or mm -hmm. something like that. Right. Uh, they just, they can't maintain profitability. Right. So they're just not shipping as much. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I don't know how the cartel, I'm worried about how the cartels are going to make their money. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know if, 
I don't know if they're going to be able to maintain anything, the cartels, because once you cut out weed, then that only leaves, what, meth and cocaine right. for them to smuggle. And Mexico isn't yet known for producing cocaine. They just started. Yeah. I think I covered that in an earlier episode. But they yeah, it's kind just, of more South America, right? Yeah. yeah. But they just started... Uh, cultivating cocaine in mexico hmm. and hopefully that doesn't uh spread yeah i mean as for meth we can just make that here <laughs> yeah i mean out, out in shepherd yeah they're <laughs> not gonna they're not gonna edge us out on the meth no we got the technology USA, we have the know-how <laughs> usa uh 2600 inmates from two prisons evacuated due to texas flooding mm-hmm. um i mean Power. There were power ad- outages. They didn't name the two fucking prisons in the article I read. Really? I was very disappointed in that news source that I can't name. Mm-hmm. Uh, so power went out at both of these facilities, right. and there were like major, major brawls with uh, security. And that's uh, what you do. That's what you do when you're in prison. And lights <laughs> go out. There's nothing on TV. Start a fight with the guard. Nothing on TV. <laughs> no AC. No. Creature oh, comforts. God. I, I hope to God I never go to prison. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it sucks. Um, I don't know, man. It's, I would hate to be a prison guard. That's all I gotta yeah. say. I'd like to go to prison in Norway, though, I think. You ever, you ever seen a Norwegian prison? No. They're pretty nice. Really? Yeah. Like, uh, There's like that documentary, uh, Until the Light Takes Us. It's about the Norwegian black metal thing. Mm, yeah. And uh, they sh- they interview uh, Varg V. Kearney's or whatever his name is, the guy that stabbed his bandmate and, you know, one of those black metal dudes that killed somebody. And, uh, Didn't he eat him or something? Uh, No. Okay. He, he just uh, stabbed him. But, uh, like, that's a different guy you're thinking of. Oh, okay. But, um, like, yeah, they're showing him, like, being interviewed in prison. And he has like a TV. He can make, he made records while he was in prison. Mm-hmm. Like he had access to musical equipment and, you know, all he had to do was like take his medication and he only had to do 20 years for murdering somebody with a knife and admitting to it. You know, did he, is, is he eligible for parole? Oh, he got out. He what? served, he served his time and he got out and then he went down to, he moved to France and got busted uh, because he was hoarding weapons for like a terror attack. What? So he's, I think he's in French prison now. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he, he really believes what he says, but yeah, like. You know, Norwegian prison doesn't seem that bad. <laughs> I don't think he learned his lesson. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. I mean, wow. All he, and all he did was complain about it. I mean, it was like a, it was a really nice place, honestly. All he did was complain? Yeah, he complained. He's all, oh, they make me take these pills and blah, blah, blah. Because they were, you know, giving him psychiatric medication because he's a crazy person that stabbed someone. Uh-huh. You know, they actually had interest in rehabilitating him and, you know, reintroducing him into society. <laughs> wow. And yeah, that's what he did. He went to France and hoarded a bunch of guns and... <laughs> Him and his lady were gonna go in. They're gonna go in shooting. But yeah. Wow. Yeah. He, wow. Good thing they got him before that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I don't want to cover this yet. We'll save this to the end because oh. it's gonna be a long one. Okay. Uh, universities in UK. Uh, that is a group of scientists researching cancer has been found to have millions of pension dollars invested in tobacco companies. Huh. Now. The way I read the article, it seemed like the tobacco companies were bribing them in some way, but the way the story unfolded in my mind was 
these scientists are they know what's going on so they're taking the money that tobacco companies are making and just they they're secure in their pension yeah knowing that tobacco companies are going to be around and they're going to keep making money regardless of who diets from cancer okay well i mean isn't that just kind of generally how like you know a retirement investment works like you just like you know you pay some money in and then they buy and then they buy stock or whatever and then it you know makes money and then that contributes to your retirement does right. that does that really have anything are they directly buying like are they choosing to buy money like to buy to invest in the tobacco companies or uh that's what i read yeah oh huh i mean is is, is that really like a conflict of interest though because i mean are they i don't inf- think so i don't know yeah i mean tobacco's not going anywhere it's not it's just not too many people smoke it's too pleasurable eh, I mean, uh, it's gone down a lot it's it has lot. it has but the it's so profitable it's not it's a legalized drug you know right. um i mean the only the only thing i could see that's wrong with it is that they make it more addictive but even if they were regulated out of doing that people are still gonna smoke cigarettes mm. because it's just feels good you know yeah i don't know i don't think there's as far as i could read i don't think there was anything wrong with it because that's you're supposed to make profits off of your pension yeah so that that it's secure yeah um i don't think that it's really fair to uh is it to take them to task for being like unethical either though i don't think so either so i mean it's, it's not like they were like you know because they're trying to cure cancer and it's not like there's a million other things that don't give you cancer. Right. So, I don't know. It's crazy. Mm. Uh, let's see. Uh, this one, this one's interesting. Uh, the gorilla killed in the Cincinnati Zoo. Did you hear about that? Um, I've seen a couple of like memes that people posted, but I haven't heard anything about the actual story that happened. So, this, this gorilla, it, it was one of the uh, lowland gorillas mountain gorillas Mm -hmm. or you know just those big silverbacks you see right uh it was born in houston and it was transported to cincinnati for breeding Mm -hmm. uh there were two females i believe um i mean he was in his prime 17 years old right uh somehow this four-year-old boy crawled through and dropped into the enclosure wow um and the gorilla had him like yeah i don't know if he was treating him roughly or what but um the zookeepers felt the kid was in danger so they shot and killed the gorilla yeah now i mean the story is what it is Mm -hmm. it happened but all of the backlash on the internet that i've read is all about the shitty parenting and yeah why would you kill the gorilla and for me Yes, the parent probably should have been more responsible because, you know, that's your only job Mm -hmm. as a parent is to keep your child safe. Pretty much. And not let him crawl into a gorilla cage or enclosure. That's a pretty easy thing to do. What? (laughs) Keep a kid from crawling into a gorilla cage. Yeah. I mean, unless you're watching 10 kids, but even though Mm. minimum, don't let them crawl into a gorilla enclosure. Yeah. Uh barring that i mean say i don't know i just try to look at it in a in a in a way that isn't like you know everybody's just 
so reactionary to say, why would you kill the gorilla? It's the parent's fault, you know? But the parent isn't going to kill the child. Right. And if the parent was going to kill the child, you'd probably kill the parent. Right. The kid was in danger of being hurt or, you know, killed. Right. By this gorilla. I mean, you can't just do nothing. If they didn't, let's say they did nothing and the the kid got killed. Yeah. Uh, you know, who's going to side with the kid? You know, <laughs> are they still going to say the kid got what he deserved because that's the gorilla's place? Or are they going to say, why didn't they kill that gorilla? <laughs> you know, it like, yeah. I mean, they definitely should have done something about the gorilla because a gorilla, like, if you're, if you're in that situation, if you're like watching a gorilla about to kill a child, you, you know, you should ki- you should intervene. You should stop it. Not just kids, but humans in general are so fucking fragile. Yeah. I mean, just falling in your fucking shower, you could kill yourself. Yeah. This is like a 600-pound gorilla with gorilla strength. Yeah. Like 10 times what a human can do. Just a death machine made out of muscles. That eats plants. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's a four-year-old kid. It's not it's not a man that jumped in there yeah. making his own decision, even though if he if that happened, they would have killed yeah. killed him I mean, anyway. Obviously the ethical thing is to, you know, save the human, you know? Mm-hmm. But, save the innocent human. Yeah. That kid didn't yeah, know what, what he did he was, was stupid, doing. but you know, he's also four. He's also four. Yeah. I mean, fuck. What do you want to happen? Yeah. People of the internet? Jesus. But let it play out in your mind without killing the gorilla. Right. You know, that's the choice that you're making. <laughs> or would you rather save the kid and have the gorilla not survive? Yeah, I mean, I I, th- I think you know, the, in the in the in this like situation, they 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 made the right decision. They stopped the kid from getting murdered. Right. That being said, those parents need to go to jail. <laughs> mm. Hmm. <laughs> or, or they need to have some sort of child like charges filed against them because yeah. you know. And reimbursement for that fucking gorilla. Oh, yeah, they should have to pay for the gorilla. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, that, that's a pretty massive failure in parenting. You know, I, I don't care how many kids you're watching. You know, you should be able to keep your kid from... Because, I mean, think about think about the average gorilla enclosure that you've seen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's pretty difficult. It takes a, a good amount of time of not paying attention to what's going on for that to happen. Well, that's interesting because I also thought Gorilla enclosures are meant to are designed to keep the gorilla in one, right, and to keep people out too, mm, right. Now, when they design it, are they thinking of little children or are they thinking of full grown adults? Well, I imagine they're probably thinking of children because children are the ones who are most likely going to do something like that. Yeah, oh, oh no, man, it's sad for the gorilla. Uh, it's unfortunate for the zoo, if whether you believe in zoos or not. And it's terrible that kid's going to be raised by those retarded parents. And, you know, 20 years from now, that kid's going to be on 60 Minutes or some shit, and they're going to interview him. What were you thinking at the time? (laughs) The the guy's going to be, the grown man's going to be like, I don't remember. (laughs) I remember it stinking really bad. Gorillas fucking stink. FYI. Uh, Let's see. Let's do a little political news. Uh, In a poll taken by the AP Nork Center for Public Affairs, 
it's uh it's saying 70 percent of people polled are frustrated by the election <laughs> uh majority in both parties are saying they're angry and helpless hmm. um what are your thoughts on that brennan uh well i think that's i mean that's obviously pretty accurate for most people yeah i mean that that's why we have people like donald trump and bernie sanders actually having traction in these elections at all you know people are just frustrated in general with the system you know right and they're, they're just it's kind of like the you know it's like a primal scream or something almost you know yeah um i'm just i identify with people that want to get away from the status quo right because everything everything that's wrong with the country mm-hmm. might not have been caused by the government but it was allowed by the government. Yeah. Um, when they restrict so many aspects of uh, the citizens' lives, mm-hmm. but they don't have any restrictions on corporations and how much corporations influence the government. Right. They're not policing themselves. Right. Uh, there's nothing to temper mm-hmm. capitalism that is going crazy right i mean that so much damage can be done to the economy and to people's lives and no one be held responsible for it right it's just it's a recipe for disaster Mm -hmm. and it and it's happened over and over again and i think this is the result of that yeah is you have you know these two shitbirds are fighting over position to help their friends Mm -hmm. you know and it's just more of the same shit. And then you have Bernie over here who gets little respect from those institutions. Right. Uh, trying to keep power. But, I mean, what's he really going to do anyway? Even if he if he gets elected, what's he going to do? He can't do shit, you know? Yeah. As we've seen in the last eight years, you know? <laughs> like, the House and the you know, Senate can just stonewall you. Yeah. Um, so, off of that... Uh, Space City Comic Con (laughs) (laughs) uh, is being accused of fraud and non-payment. Really? They had invited the entire cast of Sons of Anarchy Uh to come as guests. Right. Uh, Not only them, but other other celebrities. Like, uh, I think William Shatner was there. And uh, I don't know who else. I, I, I really wasn't. I was following it as a fraud story. I wasn't following it as a cool convention that, yeah. that's in town. So, <clears throat> apparently, the owner of Space City Comic Con has been defrauding his partners ever since that convention started. Wow. And that's why it's changed names so many times. Hmm. Now, you know, I'm just a guy talking. Yeah. Uh I don't know the minutia and uh, details of everything, mm-hmm. but apparently he had partners from the fir- the very first one he didn't want to work with, so he didn't pay them. Wow. Had other partners for the se- another show, didn't want to work with them, didn't pay him. Hmm. Uh, and this this show, he invited a bunch of guests. Yeah. I mean, these people ask big money. Right. I had no idea that that you know at least one of these guests were to receive sixty grand yeah. for their appearance. 
But yeah, I mean, comic book conventions are like, you know, it's it's not so much a thing that you do when you're slumming it now. Like if you're a guest that like that's like still on a TV show that's like, you know, on today, uh-huh. like, you can make some money at those shows. That's why you have people doing it. Right. You know? Well, this was booked as a, a Sons of Anarchy reunion. Yeah. Tons of people flew from all over the world yeah. to get to this show, only to find out that the tickets they paid for were fraudulent. Oh, no. And that they had to pay again, like, different prices. I don't know, yeah. like, 100 bucks or something. Yeah. But, I mean, these these tickets went for, like, 800 bucks. Oh, my God. And they... Plus, they flew down. Yeah. Now, not only did this happen, along with everybody in Houston or the surrounding states or whatever, right, to come to the show, but all of the deposits for these people to come bounced. The checks bounced. Oh no! So they fucking left. There were only like Ron Perlman and uh, Charlie Huffman or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the two, you know, main characters from Sons yeah. of Anarchy. They stayed for the fans. Yeah. But everybody else bounced. God. It, it's crazy. I mean, yeah. people were... There were death threats against the guy yeah. that owned the show. And and against the staff. They yeah. had no control over Yeah, people it. that didn't even... But this one guy was threatened like to be choked to death and, and burned and uh, all on YouTube. Wow. Yeah. Let me ask you what you think about that. Like, have you noticed choked like, and burned? No, I mean, it's I mean, not just, the. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just best like way to go. in like the past, like I would say maybe like the past five or six years, like how crazily aggressive like a lot of kind of geek people have become. Like, like actively like really threatening people. Like, well, they mean, don't think anything's gonna happen. We'll get to that. Well, okay, we'll talk about that. Yeah, but I mean, uh, it's like it's. I mean, I don't know if you've been following like the story of like all this stuff that's been going on with this new Ghostbusters movie. People are all freaked out about the cast being all female. Well, the people that have been cultivated on the internet, yeah, like they're internet warriors. They're actually going out and trying to organize stuff on their own in the real world. Yeah, and uh, there was uh, I saw some rally, some Trump rally, mm-hmm. and uh, or anti-Trump rally. And uh, these people were saying, you know, yelling "fuck Trump." And yeah. uh, I don't know who who was responsible, but this this guy holding the camera was talking shit to this lady who had a kid. Yeah. And her husband came out of yeah. nowhere, and he's just this fucking bruiser looking guy, and started like getting up in this guy's face and pushing him, you know, yeah. knocking the camera out of his hand and shit. And you can just hear the guy screaming for his life, even though the guy didn't even touch him, really. Right. I mean, he could have been throwing a beating for talking to the guy's wife and, and conf- you know, trying to start shit when the, his kid is there. He's yeah. like one of the fucking silverback gorillas. He's going <laughs> to uh, try to protect his, his family. But uh, mm-hmm. just the the sound of just the guy, the way the guy was carrying himself, he thought he was safe. Like, you can't touch me, you know? Yeah. Type of thing. Because he thinks someone's going to be there to protect him. Right. Or he's safe when you're not. Like You're like never a, safe yeah. in the real world. People can come up, you know, if you're starting shit, mm. be prepared to have some shit started. Right. You know, you're not safe. Yeah. Speak in your mind. People will 
step up to you and beat the shit out of you. So you think it's just like a generational thing, you know, where people just think they can just pop off and say whatever. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And I think this this whole Space City thing, I mean, supposedly there were some Hells Angels involved in the threats. Like, they threatened yeah. to kill the guy. Yeah. And That's weird. You wouldn't you think know. the Hells Angels would be into Sons of Anarchy. You, th- you would think they would think that was kind of like a poser thing. Well, I think what I read somewhere, I don't even know if it's legit, but this, the, the, the dad of one of the cast members, it mm. might've been Charlie Huffman. I don't even know if I'm getting that guy's name right. I, I think the guy from Pacific Rim. Uh, supposedly his dad is a hell's angel. Oh, wow. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I thought he was like British or something. I could be wrong. I don't know. That might be right. I, yeah. I could be getting this wrong. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, I'm just retelling what I heard, yeah. and I think it's it, it could be bullshit. I don't know. Okay. Uh, this is just the guy talking here. Uh, <laughs> so, I don't know. Whatever, whoever threatened who, there were a ton of cops, yeah. extra cops at the show. Um, I don't know. People were very upset. Yeah. That, as, they, I mean, as well they should be. That's a lot of fucking money. Where'd all that money go? That's crazy, man. Yeah. It's not even like the full amount. It's deposits mm-hmm. to get them there. Yeah. They probably get a cut after that, but you got to honor your contracts and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's about it for that. Nobody's safe. Nobody's safe. Nobody's safe. All right. Let's go to some uh, friend questions. <laughs> Okay, so I posted a shitty video on Instagram. Uh, I'm very uncomfortable on video. I don't know if you noticed. Uh, I I did do Vine for a little bit. Yeah. But that's mostly just, you know, comedic thoughts that I have. This is more of a... I don't know why I'm even going into this, but uh, follow me <laughs> on Instagram, Gabriel Dieter. Uh, I'll be asking for friend questions more often. Um, hopefully Brennan will too. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Stifle and Styled asked, what is your spirit animal? My spirit animal? Hmm. That's really tough. Um, I think probably one of those, like, like probably some, it would have to be some sort of like deep sea, like creepy fish, you know, one of those things that can't really see color and has a little glowing orb on its head. And, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is that called? Uh, I don't know. I'm sorry. Uh, lantern fish. Lamprey? Lan- lantern fish? Uh, Lanternfish. I, don't I think I mean, that's it. I mean, it, it wouldn't have to be that one specifically, but it would have to be one of those really pale ones, and maybe you can see its internal organs and like doesn't have eyes. It only has like a sense of smell or something. That <laughs> sounds disgusting. Exactly. I completely concur with your <laughs> idea. What about um, you? Uh, you know, my aunt sent me a video of a very fat prairie dog in my <laughs> granddad's uh, driveway. And uh, I gotta say, I, I kind of identify with that animal. <laughs> Fucking just minding his own business, <laughs> being fat, squeaking. Yeah. There, there was a prairie dog that was living underneath my mom's house for a couple of weeks. Really? Yeah, my, my mom named him Perry. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> After he, Perry Caravello. Yeah, she's a big fan. Okay. No, like, uh, yeah, she, she was like feeding him for about a week and then he just disappeared one day. He was just gone. Just up and left on his little prairie dog adventures. Probably to get some ass. Probably a, so. A prairie away. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, <laughs> this guy 
guy or gal named Wiggly on Instagram uh, says, I probably missed the window, but I'd love to hear about the solid plastic toy manufacturers like Marks and Gulliver. Also, your favorite rack or bootleg toys. Um, let's see. Don't really know too much about Gulliver, but Marks, I've been into them for a few years. Brennan? Oh, this is completely out of my realm of knowledge. All right, uh, let me take this one. Um, Marks is a, they were a, fuck, how do I make this available to everybody? Okay, they were like, uh, you know those toy army men? Yeah. Big ones. They made like, they made those, but they also made like uh, six inch tall ones of like, they made army men, cowboys and Indians, uh, superheroes, mm. uh, monsters, yeah. universal monsters. Uh, they're just really fucking cool because that's all that, I mean, that's not all they did. They made all kinds of stuff, but the stuff I'm into... I just like sculpture. Yeah. You know, they're more like plastic statues to me. Mm -hmm. Um, They can be really colorful or they can be drab. Yeah. Uh, Just the fact that they exist is cool to me because they're fucking big army men. Anyway, uh, let's see. They also made these badass knights, Vikings, and Indians on these uh, horses here. Oh, cool. Um, I don't know. Uh, I know there were... There was a company they were linked to called Plastimarks, uh, located in Mexico. They did a lot of their manufacturing at some point. But as far as the history and stuff like that, that's about all I know. Uh, I just kind of collect what I like, and uh, I am a fan of Marks. I just, you know, I don't, I'm not too in depth on the history of the yeah. company. I mean, your collection's like really broad. That seems like a really specific thing. That you oh yeah, it's, kinda, yeah. I'm not, I'm not a uh, completist or anything like that. <laughs> um, all right <laughs> no comment maybe, maybe i am a little bit uh it looks more complete than it is there's there's a lot left but i'm just not interested um also favorite rack or bootleg toys uh people that do custom toys as bootlegs mm. are pretty fucking awesome i mean they're artists yeah and if you take the original art that the toy manufacturer did and combine it with another piece of art that another toy manufacturer made and put them together to create this fucking weird, you know, colorful, weird plastic thing that yeah. nobody's ever seen before. I can really appreciate that. Yeah. And, you know, going from that thing to <clears throat> bootleg stuff, that's made in Mexico or Italy, uh, you know, that some kids playing with in another part of the world where they didn't make that toy. Yeah. Just some guy got a hold of the mold and decided, you know, hey, I found this. I'm going to make this toy. That's cool. fucking cool. Yeah. <clears throat> I want to be one of those people someday. That'd be fucking rad. Yeah. Um, Have you ever thought about trying to sculpt and? You know, pour your own stuff? Or? I am a terrible sculptor. I've never gotten the hang of that, and I've tried a, a lot. Yeah. I mean, mostly in, in well, clay, mm. but <clears throat> that's about it. I mean, I, I just don't have that talent. Yeah. I can draw, I can paint, but I, I don't have the talent for sculpting. Uh, you got any more? Uh, I didn't get any on mine. <laughs> get any on yours? 
No, it's kind of short notice. Oh, I, mean, well, I mean, it wasn't short notice. I knew the show was coming. I just didn't prepare properly. Let's see. Jessica Puck Tapia asks. I'll put that baby in front of the camera. Never mind. Steve Wigington <laughs> asks, "What's your favorite John Hughes film?" Ooh, that's good. Uh, I don't know. I I, I think he had. What's w- that John Hughes movie that everybody forgets is a John Hughes movie? Which one? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's not Sixteen Candles. It's not Say Anything. It's not Uncle Buck. Um, Baby's Day Out. <laughs> Was Trains, Planes, and Automobiles? John Hughes? I believe so. Yeah, that might be the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, that one's great. That would be the one that, that I choose, because that movie's fucking boss. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Ferris Bueller's Day Off has always had soft... I've always had a, spe- like a soft spot for that one. And I like watching it as an adult now, just to realize... I mean, I, you just realize what a jerk Ferris really was. Yeah. He's a really bad person. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's, he's a sociopath, man. He's so mean. <laughs> he's, like, mean. <laughs> he... He's like, I just want everyone to have a good day. Why do you need to control your friends like that? Dude? Yeah, he, he definitely doesn't, <laughs> wasn't required to ruin his best friend's life. Yeah, Cameron was sick and he, you know, he just wanted to stay in bed, but no. I think Cameron he, was a hypochondriac. Yeah. Let's be honest. Maybe. And But I did he deserve to have his father's Ferrari destroyed? Probably not. That, that was not probably have, the worst day of his life. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, Cameron didn't survive that. No. He probably went to a uh, boarding school. Or or was beaten to death by his crazy control freak father. Or sent to military <laughs> academy or what? Well, I mean, they were almost graduated from high school. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. It's probably homeless now. I, f- I feel bad for the guy whenever I see that movie. Yeah. But Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck was good. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're all good in their own way. I mean, and it's like a for how like similar those movies are, they are pretty varied. Mm-hmm. Like, because, I mean, you look at you know, say, you know, Ferris Bueller's Day Off versus The Breakfast Club. Those are two completely different kinds of movies, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they're basically... seemed like John Hughes didn't have much respect for an intelligent teenager. <laughs> you don't think so? No, I don't think so. He, he was always... Uh, he was always showing how a teenager is mid-figuring things out for themselves. Yeah. And... I think that's accurate, though. You think so? Yeah, because I mean, e- even though, like, e- no matter how intelligent a teenager is, you know, you 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 might have read a lot of books, but you really don't know anything about the world. Yeah, that's true. You he know? probably would take like uh, a very intelligent teenager and show them like an aspect that they weren't comfortable with, like yeah, dating or yeah. something like that. That makes sense. I don't, I don't think he was particularly condescending. I think if anything, he did he respected you know the intelligence of a kid. You know. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much like the whole like thesis statement of the Breakfast Club at the end of it. You know? Why am I thinking of John Hughes way harder than I thought of John Carpenter last episode? <laughs> that just doesn't feel right. I don't know, man. Let's let's move on. <laughs> uh, Adam Jones, Adam Stimpy Jones, owner of LoneStarButtons.com, asks, If your boss offered to sell you the company you work for for $1, would you take it over? If so, what changes would you make? Well... One dollar. One dollar. You own the company. One dollar. I own the company. Um, well, if my boss sold me the company that I work for, which is an oil and gas company, or a part of the oil and gas industry, I would sell out for as much money as possible to the people that we contract to. Obviously, <laughs> I mean, God. And I would just, yeah, yeah. Screw you guys. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. I'm sorry, but I'm a millionaire now, and I only had to pay a dollar to do it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, if I own the, the company, uh, man, that's tough because if you owned a company right out of the blue, um, especially the company I work for, mm-hmm. probably wouldn't be able to sell it immediately. Yeah. Because there's so much intricate shit involved yeah um so i don't know that's that's a weird question for me uh now if we're talking about the podcast being our business technically adam mm. stippy jones would be our boss selling <laughs> us the company for a dollar I, th- I would say our listeners are our boss but <laughs> all right we'll go with that um yeah i don't know man that's weird yeah it would definitely change your life yeah either you would die a lot sooner from stress or you would just sell out and uh make a 10 million percent profit yeah um <laughs> <laughs> uh, mike rodriguez says you're not recording her are you i have mm-hmm. no idea what that means i don't either you're not recording her are you oh jesus christ he's mm. talking about the video oh <laughs> uh no i didn't just her voice Jess was getting ready to take a shower. Let's just put it that way. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Private moments. Uh, Let's see. Jamie Atanasio. I I don't know why I fucking can't. Jamie Atanasio says, I have a question. How long does it take you to dust all of those shelves? Um, Probably about a week. Yeah. Because I got to take that shit down. And Mm. it's a seven day process. Yeah. Seems about right. But luckily, I have only had to do it twice. I don't care about dust. <laughs> and you shouldn't either, Jamie. We've got bigger fish to fry around here, right? Right. Um. Okay. That's it for the <laughs> news. That's it for friend questions. What the fuck am I saying? Uh. Podcast Newbery. UFOs! See a ghost! Crazy unexplained shit! Tonight's tinfoil tirade is brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. God damn, people. If you don't know about Lone Star by now, 60 some, 68 episodes later, let me just tell you about it. Uh, <laughs> Lone Star Buttons is a small business. Um, they take your button design and they make it a reality by fuck what it magic i guess yeah i think there's some sort of witchcraft involved uh adamantium just exotic materials in general uh everything's made in the usa in the multiple sizes and shapes um the company's owned by adam stimpy jones who i mentioned earlier uh who has tons of experience and he's easy to work with everything's made at a reasonable cost and let's see what else oh yeah if you want to uh, email him you can do so at info at lonestarbuttons.com or you can call that about to be married man (laughs) at 281-798-1996 tell him gabe sent you and you want to suck on those hairy tits so today's uh subject matter is gary spivey (laughs) uh north carolina born man who speaks to the dead, can cure cancer, and sees into the future. Uh, 
Uh, if you don't know who Gary Spivey is, look him up and be surprised. <laughs> start with an image search. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely start with an image search. If uh, you're not intrigued by the image search, I, I don't know what to do for you. <laughs> the guy, let's see. You remember Spaceballs? <laughs> the guys with the big round helmets? Imagine those helmets stuffed full of white hair and then taken off. Um, it, it, it's just a... He, he looks like a boom microphone. <laughs> His head is a globe made of white synthetic hair. If you've ever seen uh, that cartoon on Cartoon Network, Steven Universe... He looks like the character uh, with the wraparound sunglasses. Uh, I think her name is Garnet. She's a lesbian or something. But she has like this big kind of squarish helmet. It's exactly like that, but covered in white fur. So <laughs> Completely round. It's glorious. Um, he dresses in all white all the time. And that's just his looks. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a fucking freak um, in I, all ways. I looked him up. Uh, he has some videos on YouTube. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. Of course he does. There, yeah, because of course he has a YouTube channel. Who doesn't? Um, of course I looked him up before the show. And did you see the videos of him just like sitting down eating with his family? He never takes that hat off. That's just. That's, oh, what? What are you talking about? That's not a hat. Oh, that's his real hair. Sorry. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Sir? But yeah, it's it's like it's just his family is just sitting there just eating dinner with him. And you can tell they all feel like something's wrong. Yeah, but they're not saying anything. No, no, his his grandmother doesn't even want to look at him. Man, it's 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 like kind of it's like sad to see. It's it's really sad, and uh, to see the way he's treated on the street. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I'm not sure exactly why he still does it. Uh, because back in the okay, we forgot to mention. No, I mentioned it. He's a psychic. Yes. He claims all of the things I mentioned before, and uh, he's been doing that since the 80s, I believe, and he was kind of tagged as uh, the psychic of the stars. He was on TV talk shows, and right. you know, you could see photographs of him with celebrities back in the day, and uh, I don't know, Brennan, what do you have to say about that guy? Well, I, I don't have a bunch to say about him, but what I can tell you is this, um, whenever... You first sent me, you know, the a text like asking me if I'd ever heard of Gary Spivey. I got instantly scared. The reason that I got instantly scared was because when I was in seventh grade, I was in a PE class, and there was this kid named Gary Ivy. Oh God! That uh, he he was he was one of those people that was uh, he wasn't like completely like quote unquote special. You know, like he went to the special classes. But he wasn't like completely, you know, kind of out of it. And he was trying to beat up my friend one time. Like he was chasing him around the gym trying to fight my friend and like just run in full speed. And like he kept like, tr- well, actually this guy wasn't, the guy that he was attacking wasn't even really my friend. Uh-huh. He, he was like this, like, he was another guy that was just like kind of a weirdo, but he just kind of latched onto me, uh-huh. you know? And like when I was in seventh grade, I didn't know how to shake those people. Like I was like, okay, well, I guess I have to be friends with this weird guy now. Well, anyway, like, uh, like this weird dude, you know, that kind of latched on was being chased by this other special kid. Uh-huh. And I was like, Oh, that's not cool. I can't just like stand by and watch this happen. So I stuck out my leg and I tripped Gary Ivy uh-huh. and like Gary just like went flying and like slammed on his face and like started crying. And then he got up and just like wailed and like punched me in the face, like so hard. Damn. <laughs> like I didn't do anything about it. Cause I was just like, well, I can't really fight this kid. 
you know, because I mean, he's he's like kind of special, you know, uh-huh. and like that's like one of those like weird little things that like I kind of regret doing. That's just kind of like whenever I think about it, I just think, oh, God, I was a piece of crap at one point in my life. But for some reason, I thought you had found out about Gary Ivey. <laughs> like, I was wow. like, why are we going to talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> Gary Ivey's a fan of the show. And he got in touch with me. Yeah, probably um, to the UFO community. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> speaking of, I'm sorry. We're supposed to be tirading on this tinfoil guy. Uh, I saw this guy at Walmart when I was buying my lava lamps who had on a badass uh, Roswell shirt. Yeah. And he... The guy didn't look too stable. <laughs> he looked like he lived in a motorhome. Yeah. Uh, the beat up one in the parking lot. Um, <laughs> but I asked him, can I take your picture? And he let me. Yeah. And he, But he kept saying over and over, like he looked at his shirt. He didn't even know what he had on. Wow. And he, he kept repeating over and over, I didn't buy this. This was given to me as a gift. Yeah. But he looked like he lived in that fucking motorhome yeah. traveling all over going to ufo meetings but anyway uh yeah that was interesting gary spivey <laughs> anything else on on this dude oh, man. i mean did you look him up i mean i listened to his podcast a little bit and he's just he's he seemed like a really positive guy yes i mean just like uh, it's kind of envy like, i kind of envied that you know he was just like oh he's just really he's, he's really light-hearted yeah and uh he really i mean i don't know what he believes but he comes off as believing mm-hmm. he helps people. Right. And whether he does or not, I don't know, but he seems real uh, like a light personality, yeah. you know, like you wouldn't mind minus the hair. Yeah. Being connected to this guy because he's just so, so positive. Yeah. Um, that being said, uh, this guy's completely fake. Yeah. Like he cures cancer. No. <laughs> He can see into the future. No. He speaks to the dead? No. No. No fucking way. No fucking way this Q-tip head guy (laughs) talks to the fucking dead. I don't know what the deal is with the hair. I'm sure at one point it might have been real. Yeah. Uh, Back in the 80s or Mm -hmm. 70s, whatever. Whenever he came up with this gimmick, you know? Right. But you can't fake this thing. And not fake the other things. Yeah. Because if you were legit, you would want to be legit, you know? Mm-hmm. If I'm just thinking, what if I had the power to be clairvoyant or psychic or mm-hmm. uh, precognitive, uh, which is clairvoyant probably? Um, there's no fucking way I would delegitimize myself by wearing a styrofoam white afro yeah you know but then again you know maybe you know how you know as i was referencing earlier him looking like a boom microphone maybe that's like the windscreen that keeps the bad vibes out see maybe there's a function for it god damn it brennan (laughs) you just threw a monkey wrench into my whole tirade yeah man all right i believe now you never know he he could he could be the real deal let's go to north carolina and hang out i'd hang out with him I'd Seems hang like out a with good him, dude. too. He does, but... You and you know, know what? what? I would eat dinner with him, and I'd look him in the eye and talk to him. <laughs> like, his family doesn't. Yeah, they're ashamed. <laughs> <sighs> and you know, the only... I, I watched a video, and the only person that was talking real positive about him is another psychic. Yeah. It's just weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I don't buy into it. Uh-huh. Just like... 
I mean, he's he's in the Sylvia Brown. Uh, What's his name? Crossing over with John mm, Edwards. John Edwards. Yeah. I mean, they all do the same thing. Yeah. And they're all they are all the same thing, which is frauds. Yeah, that's a trick. It's just a uh, trick, you know. It's a leading conversation. It's a carnival trick. Yeah. You know, people used to do that for a dime. Yeah. Per person. Mm-hmm. And now they're on TV and podcasts mm-hmm. and hawking books and hawking books, hawking their services, going down to Sedona, getting rid of <laughs> getting rid of ghosts. Uh, it's just weird, man. Yeah. That's all I got to say about that. Look up Gary Spivey. Tell me, <laughs> tell me there ain't <laughs> something wrong with that. And if you uh, see him chasing your friend, don't trip him. Don't trip him. <laughs> um, I guess that's it for the show. Brennan, do you have anything to uh, discuss before we leave? Um, I don't know. Does anybody want to come and like put my books away? Because I, I really don't want to do that. I got a lot of stuff. Brennan, Brennan needs some shelving if you can help him out with that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you could just be a psycho and stack them up and around your door. I could. But that's probably a, a hazard for your small child. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's already struggling as is, just not walking on the couch and stuff. So. Oh, know. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're not going to give them something to climb. No. Um, as far as our social media goes, uh, our Instagram account is ROTW Podcast. No, the Instagram account. God damn it. Is Revenge of the World. Down. Revenge of the World, one word for Instagram. ROTW Podcast on Twitter. And we're Revenge of the World on Facebook. Uh, I don't know. What's our I was MySpace? Gonna... <laughs> MySpace. Um, I was also going to mention... Uh, how I hate talking about everything that's going on, like as far as redoing the website yeah. and the merch situation. Yeah. Because all of that takes time. Mm-hmm. And whenever we talk about it, people think, oh, they're going to post, you know, stuff the next day for that stuff. Yeah. No, it's still in development and we're, we're working on it. I'm working on it, yeah. you know, as much as I can three, four times a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, during and after work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. So please be patient, and you know, if you love the show as much as I do, you'll be wearing a shirt soon enough, just yeah. like me and Brendan. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, that's it for the show. Gently go fuck yourselves. <laughs>